Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is a show where we watch a genre of movies every month, a different one, and we choose, hopefully, the best of the best. So this month, we are one month removed from, not removed, one month away from Halloween Screamathon. And this one's actually a pretty, I like the idea of this month. We just put down animation. But the movies that we're picking seem to be a little different animation-wise or, I don't know, something about them that makes them a little bit special to us. So this week, we are going with a Marvel Sony film. It's like, oh, that's weird. Could have did it in comic book month. Well, it's been on the docket for shit, like two years now, and we keep not avoiding it. Honestly, not avoiding it. The movie's amazing. Just like Lego Batman. We haven't done Lego Batman yet. Love that movie. But we finally, finally had a chance to watch and review Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So this is, well, Spider-People's first foray into multiverse stuff. So they were doing this back in 2018. So this movie is lightly based on a, actually, a story arc in marvel comics called he has a spider verse in it i think so i don't know you had the book out yeah i was reading it ago. i was reading it last night i think it's just spider verse yes which is the dr octopus controlled well the peter parker body which is controlled by dr octopus manning a team of spider people across the multiverse to fight a family of vampires that eat spider essence and so Dr. Octopus Spider-Man, the superior Spider-Man is what he was called then, he realized that he can't do this on his own. And these dudes are super strong. And when you kill one, they just reincarnate. So he's like, we got to find a way to actually kill, kill them and figure out a way to actually hop realities like they do. They have technology. They just do it at will. So they actually steal some technology and scoot around. And Dr. Octopus gives Miles Morales and an animated young version of Peter Parker, the job of collecting all the spider people they can. So they hop into the spider dune buggy, that is that is real, and they ride around picking up spider people. So it's, it's a fun story arc and stuff, and we get to see the Spider-Man behind the desk just sitting there, and the ones that point at each other and shit, they all pop up in the comic. And he's like, I don't, I don't think the pointing one comes, because all he does is point. That's all he can do. <laughs> the there's one based off a hostess commercial for like cupcakes, and that Spider-Man gets stronger when he eats sweets, but then the vampires get there first, and he almost beats one by himself because he eats like a hostess cake, but then they jump him and eat him, and they're like, "Damn, he was so delicious. <laughs> he was a sweet and delicious." And so they leave his dead body, and I'm like, "Oh no, uh, it's a very cool story," but. So in 2018, well, a couple of years before, actually, this movie took a fuck ton of time to animate because they took a very different route with it. Not every spider person is the same type of animation. Just about everybody's a little different. It's very unique in its animation style. Yeah. So usually cartoons, they are depicted at 24 frames a second. Miles in this movie was shown at 12 frames. So it's just a little bit off and a little bit 
it feels sticky the way here it's like it's a stop motiony almost yes so there was multiple reasons because of that they were aiming for more of a comic book feel because a lot of scenes with miles they use i can't remember the name of it but it's when it's like two colors like red and blue and for 3d you know they're off by a certain thing but the the distance is a lot closer it's very much a comic book look mm-hmm. with the big dots in red and blue real close they did that with a lot of his scenes it makes this like weird blurry kind of look to it so there were a lot of comic book effects that they used for miles after he gets his powers he starts seeing words in bubbles so there were a lot of comic book based things for him uh but like i said this movie is great all the different spider people he meets they all have a different animation to them so like i said this movie it was a ton an absolute ton of work but it was in the hands of some really good people because so phil lord and christopher miller they did a ton of cartoons animated things like clone high i know greg and i we watched some clone high do you watch that show i loved clone, clone high. high is fucking great did they ever end up doing that reboot and I missed it, or they never went through it. I don't think they've done it yet. I don't know. I heard that it was supposed to happen, but I, they never went fat went farther than saying that it was going to happen. I'm scared. COVID kind of slowed things down. No, dude. My oh, favorite. I, I loved that show. Fucking Gandhi was my favorite character on the. <laughs> Finger snaps. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Clone High is so good. Uh, fun fact, in one of the scenes in Miles's world, uh, 1016, you actually see a billboard talking about a new movie. What was it? Uh, damn it. It wasn't Clone High. It was Clone Saga, I believe. And it was like Lincoln's face like on a poster. But, um, but no, they did a ton of things like Clone High, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. So they they're really smart people. So it, it's good stuff. Like like I said, um, Brian, what was it Michael Brian Bendis? I am terrible with names right now. <laughs> yes. So Brian Michael Bendis, the co-creator of Miles Morales, he was there helping them out with the story and stuff. Um, a lot of people praised like just I don't know just the direction of it because the big question was why do we need to make another spider-man film which i wish they would ask that question about a lot of movies in the world why do we need to make a morbius film is it just because we need to just waste time so we don't lose the rights to this like whole area or do we really need this you know like i said there are a lot of comic book movies that come out like do we really need this but they really wanted to show the story of miles morales so if for the people out there that don't know Miles, he's one of the newest, well, almost the newest people to don the mantle of Spider-Man. There have been newer Spider-People that have popped up, like Spider-Gwen. She's got her own story arc and comic right now. But Miles Morales in the Ultimate Universe, which is uh, 161, no, 6160. I believe is no it's 161 it's reverse so the comic book universe of marvel is 616 Mm -hmm. and the ultimate universe where honestly a ton of directors of the marvel movies got their ideas from the ultimate universe 
1610. So Miles gets his powers from a spider, Arachnid 42, which I learned was Jackie Robinson's number. So uh, they, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was the same spider. In some instances, it is the same spider that bit Peter. And it just, he got different powers from it. But so Miles gets bit by a spider, gets powers. And he's like, I don't want this. I, I no, I don't want to be weird, you know? And he sees Peter fight off the Sinister Six and Green Goblin murders him. It's a really cool story arc. Oh, in the comic? Yeah. And Captain America told Peter multiple times that he can't join the Avengers. He's not what was it mature enough for the avengers but after saving the fucking day and taking out the sinister six as he's laying there bleeding and cap is holding him he's like so uh, can, can i be in the avengers now he's like yeah but yeah you're in and he's like crying and then peter dies so he never gets to join the avengers but miles sees this on tv and he's like fuck i could have helped i he probably didn't have to die and that's where he gets his whole responsibility and powers. And, you know, he gets the speech in a different way. So it's a really cool character. There were tons of talks about, what is it? Marvel being woke and making a black character and stuff like that. He was created around the time that Barack Obama went into office. And they were like, oh, America's going to get their first black president. Let's look at some characters, see if we can change somebody, just, you know, just to see something. A lot of people thought that's the only reason they did it. But I love Peter Parker. He's awesome. He's one of the best characters ever. Miles is pretty dang cool, too. Uh, newer Miles, I think Greg has seen some comics that they've done. They, done. they did a whole arc of what ifs with Miles. And there's one they did a what if he was as Guardian. And that was a whole ass mess. Because he was, like, speaking of Bonics in Fancy as Guardian. It was rough. A lot of people were like, this this is stupid. <laughs> but, not even, but, but not even authentic Ebonics. Just in a way that would just... <sighs> yeah, from somebody that don't speak Ebonics. And it's like, oh, yeah, they would say something like this, right? And no one checked them. Uh, it, it's terrible stuff. But uh, Miles is awesome. He has different powers from Peter. It's funny. They talked to Stanley when he was alive and they're like Stan what do you think about this you know they made a new Spider-Man and Spider-Man's one of Stanley's first characters that he created and Stan's like whatever he looks he looks awesome and they killed Peter on Stan's birthday like he the comic came out on Stanley's birthday and he's like whatever you know so if that guy don't give a shit none of us should give a shit but like I said people like to get puffy about things when they look darker than they should so um, but Katie, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think about Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, thumbs up. It's a wonderful movie. If you are a fan of animated movies, even if you're not a fan of like superhero stuff, you should check out um, Into the Spider-Verse. It is worth it on a like an animation technical standpoint alone. The Some of the stuff they do within this movie is so fucking cool. Like, particularly the stuff, I think that stuff that they do with the character Spider-Noir. Um, <laughs> it's just a really cool use of different animation effects throughout the film. 
that is 100% worth watching. Greg, thumbs up, thumbs down. Absolutely thumbs up. I don't see how anyone, unless you're racist, I don't see how, <laughs> who else who, who would say thumbs down to this. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm never going to say no to a black superhero, obviously, but as you said, you just can't say enough about the animation. I cannot think of a more pleasing presentation and variety at the same time variety of animation in one film or television series is just you don't get something like you got in this particular movie um this movie is truly a living breathing comic book if you are to have one it just it's to my knowledge and i'm not the most in-depth when it comes to histrionics of 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 animated renditions of of comic books but at least for me unless there's something i'm not thinking of or i'm not aware of this film is truly incomparable when it comes to animation yeah you you're up there with that that line greg honestly i i remember the first time i watched this and i was like this is this is special. This is a different fucking movie. Like I've never, it's just the way it looks. And then the storyline and just, it, it's, it's funny back in the day when they worked on this, because there were going to be more spider people in this movie. They actually were going to have Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the movie as their spider people. But then they thought that'd be a little too complicated having multiverse live action spider people in a movie. Go fucking figure. A couple of years later, they do it. But I'm sure they were already in the planning process of that no, other multiverse. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. It wouldn't be hard for them just to do voices for something. But Tom Holland said he remember like. Yeah, but then if that came out before, then they couldn't use it as oh, a yeah. first meeting in the new movie. So oh, yeah. it wouldn't make sense. But it'd have been cool to see them. Miles like seeing them. But, but now it's open and they can for the second one. Yeah, yeah. And they can come back and be Spider Bros together, the three of them. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we already are friends. We know each other. What up? <laughs> but uh it's it's funny. I didn't even bring up the voice acting in this movie, which I think is its own just monster of a of awesomeness. Incredible cast. So for the first Peter Parker we meet, it's actually Chris Pine. <laughs> And yep. I, it, the first time I watched it, I didn't know it was him until a little bit later. And I was like, that was Chris Pine's voice. Uh, he's not based on any specific Peter, but they made him out to be the most competent Spider-Man you could ever see. He's a successful one, which is weird to see because uh, anytime we review a Spider-Man movie, Peter is always poor and sad. That's just how it works. But this Peter has got like lifelines and shit and he's rich it seems like and he's in college so he's the most successful peter you could ever see plus he's blonde and, and blue eyed they they made sure to be like you're not the right one which he looks like the spider clone but we'll talk about that later but he is and even in his flashbacks they talk about he did the same things like the movie ones but just a little different so like instead of tapping a train, he's like holding up cars on a bridge. 
And with the kiss, MJ is upside down and he's standing there. Yeah. So everything. I love that they put in the Marvel uh, pull where you hold two yeah. things yeah. <laughs> like it, with, in both of your hands. It's a sweet they thing. They did that. Do. And for Peter, the main Peter Parker or this Peter Parker, they put in the fucking dance. Yeah. The Spider-Man <laughs> dance that Tobey <laughs> Maguire does in Spider-Man 3. He's like, oh, that was a weird moment. Uh, so Jake Johnson, he plays Peter B. Parker and Peter's real middle name is Benjamin. So that, that just shows he's the right one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, she is what the new Hawkeye mm-hmm. and she is the voice of Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen, Gwen Stacy, whoever, you know, uh, I'm going to mess his name up. Mahershala Ali. Yes. So, hey, Cottonmouth from from Luke Cage. Also man. the future Blade. Yes. He's the Prowler's voice. Hell yeah, man. Love seeing the Prowler. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry is a voice of Miles' dad. So Jefferson Davis. So in this world, he's got his parents. And so that's the whole thing. Like, oh, my dad's a cop and he hates Spider-Man. But I'm Spider-Man. No. You know, we get Lily Tomlin and she's Aunt May, which I think she was probably the coolest voiced Aunt May I can think of. It was pretty nice. The mom of Miles Morales is Luna Lauren uh Velez. Velez. Hey, it's LaGuerta from Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, she's Mary Jane's voice. John Mulaney, he plays Spider-Ham. And Peter I'll, Porker. Yes. Uh so he's a real it's so it's funny. It's a real character. Even in Spider-Verse, and even before that, way they, before they that. love doing what ifs of characters. And they're like, well, what if what if there was a universe where everything was animated? And it's like, oh, well, Spider-Man be like spider pig or ham yeah spider ham peter pork and and they just go from there in the simpsons movie that came out god like i don't know 2010 or whatever they had spider pig i had a spider pig shirt yeah (laughs) it's ah. and we have nicholas cage he plays spider-man noir and noir is so cool yeah, he pops up and I'm like, he's so emo. It's so cool. And other spider people say that. They're like, why is he so emo? Yeah. <laughs> and they say, why is he always in the shadows? But, you know, and we get a couple of people that do secret things, like get Catherine Hahn's voice in this. But then we have a couple of the dudes. And Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah. As. You don't have to say who he is, just big names. Hey, it's Sabretooth from the original X-Men movies. Hey, look at him. Actually, not the first one, later on. But anyway, uh, we get tons of people. Actually, a couple of the guys from Lonely Island, they do voices. So mm-hmm. they're buddies with the directors of this movie. Uh, and we get our boy from Moon Knight. I can't remember his name. Save my life. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. He plays important, interesting person number one. And we'll talk about <laughs> who he plays at the end. And uh, Jorma from Lonely Island, he plays, they credit him as Last Dude, but he plays a, a version of Spider-Man. Jorma plays Norma, Norman Osborn. And he plays a Spider-Man at the end. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like I said, this movie is chock full of really, really cool voices. And uh, one cool fun fact, and I don't know if you know this, Greg, but Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, there was this push for him to play the next Spider-Man. So even before Miles Morales was a real thing, there were talks that they were wanting to make a new Spider-Man. And 
Donald Glover did this crazy push back in the day. And there's a, multiple scenes in community where he's dressed up like his sleeping clothes is a Spider-Man outfit. And he really wanted to be the next Spider-Man. And the creator of Miles Morales actually saw this and seeing Donald Glover want to be Spider-Man helped him create Miles Morales. So in a way he helped make the thing that he couldn't be. It's so sad, but. And there's a cool shout out to it in um, the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Yes. Because they he meets uh, Tom Holland meets Donald Glover like he plays in the, a parking garage. He, and plays, he plays the Prowler. He pl- oh, yeah, he yeah. plays the uncle. Yeah, of yeah. Miles so, Morales. I don't know if anything's gonna come from that, but at least he's in that world. Uh, but yeah, no, it's this place. It's chock full of stuff. So um, they have two more movies coming out. So they've been working on the second one. I think the second they were done with the first one, they started working on the second one. It takes years to do this. And they realized that they have so much stuff that they split the bitch up. So it's two movies. So uh, they're working on them. So I'm excited for the next one. So Miles and Spider-Gwen, they're going into the multiverse. And I just hope they meet two, three times as more Spider-People. So. Uh, we'll get through the story because I'm leaving out some people and names because it just makes sense when we get there. So we meet up with Miles Morales. He lives in New York City, uh, Harlem, actually, but lives in New York City as, as a whole. And his dad is a police officer. It's what was it? PDNY? Police yeah. Department of New York instead of NYPD. Yeah, PDNY. So you can see little things in the background of Miles's world, which isn't the same. It's not Coca-Cola. I forgot what it was called, but everything's just a little off. Coca-Cola. Yeah. And I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, this isn't our world. It's just a little bit different. And we'll see characters later. And they're really fucking different. So, and Miles, he goes to prep school. He's, he's trying to be... He doesn't actually want to go to that school. He's smart, way smart for the the school. He just wants to be with his friends. So while this is all happening, we get an intro for Peter Parker. And this is the Chris Pine one, the blonde one. And like I said, he goes through all the steps that that he's been here. And I think he says he's been Spider-Man for 20 years? 20-something years. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, not he's 26. That's what he says. Okay, so what, 10, 10 to 15 years? Because uh, he was a teen when he started. He doesn't ever say how long he's been Spider-Man. He just says that he's 26 because he's a grad student. He's getting his doctorate. Okay, I thought he said a year. But because the other one says a year. I thought they all said a year. Yeah, they all give a time period because he said he's been doing it for two days. Anyway, I'll edit this. Uh, but no, we, we meet up with Peter Parker. And he's, like I said, he's a successful one. He has a Christmas album. He's out here singing singing Christmas tunes and stuff. And in the background of the scenes, you see that something's happening with uh, its earthquakes and and quakes are happening around New York and Spider-Man's going to investigate that shit. So later that night at school, after just not feeling like he fits in, Miles, he visits his uncle, Aaron Davis. And so Aaron, his uncle, and his dad, Jefferson, they have some type of falling out. Something happened when they were kids and they don't really talk anymore. So he's not supposed to go over there because he's a bad influence. Boy, howdy. Yes, he is. 
they head to a subway station, an abandoned subway station, to paint some graffiti because Miles is really, really good at it. And it's not like the the type of graffiti you see just like on a wall or a mailbox and just like Katie. It's like beautiful mural kind of situations, which I like that type of graffiti. Just writing bitch on a wall. That's not cool. It reminded me of a Boxcar Racers album because he put that big um, like shadow in the middle of it. The outlined shadow was very, very much the front of the first Boxcar Racer album. Yeah. So while in the, the abandoned subway station, Miles gets bit by a, a radioactive spider. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it's funny. He gets bit and it doesn't like really shock him that much, but he kills the fucking spider. He just destroys it. And he's like, huh. He heads home and he's feeling like shit. And the next day he grows a couple of fucking feet, looks like. All his pants are tight and way too short. And he's sweaty and he can, it feels like his inner monologue is way too loud. And he's getting these weird little tingles. Hey, like Peter gets. So he's freaking out at school and he's starting to stick to people and things. <laughs> And he meets a girl, her name is, well, she says it's Gowanda at first, but she says her name is Wanda, and she's a new foreign, not a foreign exchange, she's an exchange student, and he, his spider powers kick in, and he's holding her hair, and the only way he can get it out is by shaving a big chunk of her hair out, and he, he's like, I'm sorry, and the hair is still stuck on his fucking hand, so he gets into his room and he freaks out but he finally gets he spider crawls all the way into his his room he sees a news actually a comic book and it's a comic book about spider-man's life in this world and i thought that was really fucking weird because how do they know his name but no his name was like what brian borker and so it's like oh okay so they're just assuming how his life went or maybe peter in that world told him how he got his powers which would I don't be know. weird to do. I, he probably wrote the comic book, honestly. As successful as that Peter Parker was, he probably wrote it. <laughs> yeah. And so he realizes that, holy shit, I got powers like Spider-Man. But like any, the opposite of any other person, he's not like, holy shit, I'm gonna do some cool shit. He's like, I don't want this. I just want to be normal. It's hard enough being normal. I don't want these powers. So he heads back to the station to just figure out what the fuck bit him. And he sees the spider, the, the dead spider still sitting there. He touches it and then everything starts getting wiggly and weird. And so we see that Miles, he finds out that the kingpin, Wilson Fisk, and this Wilson Fisk is the biggest, widest version you will ever see of Wilson Fisk. This, this boy is a wall. So I love that we're seeing a lot more kingpin in comic shows right now. Uh, he he would be a great villain in a movie if they ever wanted to do it. But it's funny. He looks like he's just a big fat guy, which he kind of is. But all that fat is actually muscle. So he's a gigantic muscled man that can take punches. Punches don't really hurt him. And uh, I don't know. The best thing you do is explode him, I guess. But it won't kill him. He can take bullets. But Kingpin regularly beats the fuck out of Spider-Man fucking daredevil like anybody low level they have tried to put hands on kingpin and kingpin has successfully beat the shit out of them so we see that kingpin is trying to access 
alternate realities for some reason. They don't say at first why, but he's trying to get his wife and son back because they lost their lives one night seeing Kingpin fight Spider-Man. Then they freak out and they leave and then they get hit by a car driving away, which is one of the ways he loses his family in storylines and stuff. So it kind of changes, but usually it's him being a piece of shit and his family sees it. Man, that sounds like the ending of a movie that just came out. So while this is happening, Peter Parker comes down. He's fighting Green Goblin. And in the Ultimate Universe, Green Goblin's actually like a giant gargoyle. So that's real. That's not like they just made him different. So, And he's fighting the Prowler down there. They're all fighting. And the Collider, it causes an explosion because Kingpin's using way too much power while it's going. And Spider-Man's super duper fucked up. And he doesn't really get this bad off, but Spider-Man heals really fast. I've learned apparently his healing factor is absurd because all he is is just in cloth swinging around. So apparently he could take a really good hit. He gives Miles a USB with the overdrive. The not overdrive. Override. override. There you go. It's there an you go. overdrive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this USB. It can shut down the collider. And he tells him that, hey, bud, you're going to have to put this into that machine up there. Because I'm kind of fucked up right now. And he tells him, make sure you hide your identity to make sure no one knows this this is way too secret. You can't tell people about this because they will kill you. So get out of here. I'll I'll take care of them. But you got to get up there. So Miles, he starts to head up that way. But then he sees Kingpin kill Spider-Man and he just straight lifts both his fists in the air and smashes him in the goddamn like chest and just kills him I'm like, oh, shit. He makes a sound and the Prowler chases him away. Well, he tries to catch him <laughs> and Miles actually gets away. So the city finds out that Spider-Man's dead and Miles realizes that he has to finish the job because Spider-Man you know, he told him, he he made him promise that he could do this. So he gets a very shitty costume from a store. Hey, it's Stan Lee. He's the owner of the store. And Miles asks him, he's like, "Is will this costume fit? And he's like, it'll fit in time. And then behind him, it says all sales are final. And he just smiles. <laughs> so we see Mary Jane. She actually is at the funeral saying that everybody... He's got something special in him and they can all be Spider-Man. And so he starts to train as best as he can, which is not that good at all. He tries to wall crawl. He gets really terrified because he's trying to jump building to building, just like in the first Spider-Man movie. And he fucks himself up pretty good. (laughs) He falls and hits the taxi and he's, he's jacked up. So he heads to Peter's grave and he tells him that Dude, while I was training to get better, I broke the USB. Everything's falling apart. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not the one to do this. And we see a shadowy figure approach him from behind. And Miles uses his new power. It's a venom strike. So he has like electricity course through his body and he can knock people out with it. So different from our Spider-Man. And he knocks out Peter Parker. Peter B Parker. <laughs> and so we get another 
flashback of, hey, now let's do the story right. I'm Peter Parker, and I've been Spider-Man, and this one has been doing it longer than the blonde Peter. Well, he's much older. He's in his 40s. Yes. He's been doing it for 20-something years. And so all of the clips from the old movies pop up. He stops the, the train, the subway with his webs. He kisses Mary Jane upside down. So they said that Peter B. Parker is the closest to every version we've seen live action but not so it was supposed to just be toby Maguire voicing miss peter but then they like i said they said it was going to be a little complicated so they just had jake johnson voice him which i think he did an amazing job voicing a peter so this peter has been doing the spider-man job for a very long time and it's caused a lot of issues with him he tried to open up a restaurant a spider-man based restaurant uh tgi spideys and it failed his wedding his marriage to mary jane didn't work he get divorced it's all the bad things that we see could happen to peter and so he puts on a little bit of weight and he's just very jaded and sad in life but he's still doing the spider-man job just you know not happy kind of where andrew garfield was kind of in his his version that we saw so miles knocks him the absolute fuck out with his new powers and he drags his unconscious body across New York as he's being chased by police. And Peter wakes up and he tells him that he's like, I just want to get home, dude. I don't, don't want to do any of this. And Miles tells him, he's like, but if, if we don't do this, like, you know, New York's in trouble. He's like, it's always in trouble. It happens every day. There's always something else that is going to destroy the world or New York or me. He's like, it keeps happening. He's like, and he, out of nowhere he says well give me the, the the override chip or the usb drive or the password to stop it and he's like how do you know he's like there's always one like let me have it and then i'll take care of this and i can get my ass home so he did he have the spider pants on or did he just have sweatpants on so he had his spider pants on um but when he fell through i think it was as he was falling through the portal or about to get in the portal or something like that pulled from the portal they ripped so you see him like in basically ripped capri pants like hulk pants of his spider-man uniform so he grabs sweatpants and puts them on they show it for like a half second but i caught it this time when we watched it okay so he finally accepts that this kid's just gonna keep annoying him and so he trains miles and it's gonna be a train on the go situation and so they take the bus <laughs> to the facility um actually one that kingpin owns a research facility because they have to get a new usb drive because miles destroyed the last one and while they're in the woods uh this movie has tons of meme pictures so the one where peter is like sitting there with his like hand under his chin thinking and then Miles looks at him and he does the same way. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they sneak in and we see that Miles can turn invisible. <laughs> he can't control it, really. It's just whenever he freaks out. And so Peter meets up with the head scientist in charge of the facility. Her name is Dr. Olivia. And she instantly realizes that he's from another reality. 
and she's talking to him and testing him and she's like oh your body's kind of slowly falling apart because you're not supposed to be in this universe and she's like well i'll do some tests and i'll see if i can help you out but i probably can't but i mean you won't see that because you're gonna die and he's like that was really ominous how you said that <laughs> and then she locks him up in a chair and he's like oh i don't want to be here and then she says her full name she's dr olivia octavius and i forgot in the ultimate universe dr octopus or it, it might not be ultimate universe but there is a female version so i was like oh son of a bitch i forget this is not our the marvel universe so she starts attacking miles helps out peter and they scoot off and they use spider webs so miles learns how to swing from webs and i was like oh good for him but then they're getting their asses kicked in the woods and then they are saved by Gwen Stacy. Yes, the first girlfriend of Peter that gets her neck snapped <laughs> by Peter. He's trying to save her and he dies. She dies. So from another dimension. So Spider-Woman. And she talks about she's been Spider-Woman, I believe it's she said, for two years. And everything works the same way. Her best friend Peter becomes the Green Goblin. And her dad gets saved, and he's a police chief. And in this version, I learned Kingpin, actually, no, her Kingpin is Matt Murdock. So in her version, Daredevil is Kingpin. So I thought that was really cool. But it's the same steps. It's just everything's a little different. And she is in a rock band called the Mary Janes. <laughs> and her suit is actually, I think, really fucking cool. It's, it's it's a lot lighter than everyone else's. It's got black, white, um, like a pastel blue. It's teal and like pink. Yeah. Mm. Red, like a reddish pink maroon color. I don't know yeah. how, to, how to describe it. And her bottom half is like yoga pants. So she can wear it anywhere. Honestly, the bottom half is fine. And then she can pop the, the top half off, which kind of looks like a hoodie. It's got a hoodie look to it because she's mm-hmm. got a hood to it. She's absolutely awesome. So they've made tons of different versions of Gwen's. There's a Gwenpool. She's mixed with Deadpool and everyone loves her. So I don't know what it is about Gwen Stacy doing different things, but people really like it. So the three spider people, they take the bus back because you can't web out in the fucking suburbs or just when there's not enough things. There's actually a story where Peter has to save someone in the suburbs and he can't fucking web anywhere because everything's so short. And so it's him just running down the street. And I was like, he's like, God damn it. And so I, it's really funny. But as they ride back, they realize that they need more help. And so they head to Aunt May's house. It's not their Aunt May, but Aunt May, I assume, probably lives in the same place in all the versions. And she opens the door and she's like, oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, Peter's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done this because his Aunt May died a long time ago. And it probably feels weird. It's like, yeah, you're family, but you're not my family. And you're probably a little, she probably looks a little different, but it's still the same one. That, that's an awkward thing to do. But Aunt May comes in and she hugs him and she's like, oh my Lord, like you need help. And when they get down into Peter's shed, and Peter B. Parker is like, oh, I got a shed like this. I used to keep technology in it and shit. But no, this shed is like Dexter's lab. It goes underground. And it's, it's like the Batcave. Yeah. 
honestly, that's what they said it was supposed to be. It was like Peter's Batcave. And like I said, the Peter that died was probably the most successful version. He had everything. So they head down there. They reload and get cool new things, like new outfits and stuff. And Aunt May tells them that they're not the only spider people that came here for help. And so they meet up with a couple more. So we have Spider Noir. And this one, he is based like he's in the 30s, like a pulp detective comic. He has a gun that he uses, and he's just melancholy. It's very, his whole animation style is very Dick Tracy. Yes. Except he's all in black and white. Yes, everything for him is black and white. And just the world kind of freaks him out because everything's so, like, fucking bright and cool looking. I love it so much. And the way he talks is just absurd. But it's Nicolas Cage just being awesome. And so we get Penny Parker. And so she is a 14-year-old high school student from Japan. From the future. Yes. And so this one, they said they based her off of Sailor Moon. So her transformation, she spins around and has this technology. So she befriended a spider, probably the same spider that bites everybody. And that spider controls a giant robot. That was made by her dad. Yes. So so she is just fighting in a giant mech. And so it's pretty silly. And then we get Spider-Ham. And so like Katie was saying earlier, he was a spider that got bit by a radiated pig and it turns him into a pig shaped spider-man mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh his story is a mess it, it's funny everything you know he's just a anthropomorphic animal doing silly things so uh there's tons of stories of spider ham and uh there was one joke that they left out of the movie but his uncle dies and he's like yeah my uncle died he got fried to a crisp he smelled so tasty <laughs> apparently he's not against eating pork <laughs> oh yeah at the very beginning he's eating like a blt or something like, that. Yeah. like he eats a bacon sandwich <laughs> or a ham sandwich i think like, i mean what the fuck i mean technically he's a spider so i mean he's just got a pig body so anyway all of the spider people are starting to slowly burn out because they're not supposed to be in this world so Miles, he says that he's going to disable the collider so they can all go home. And after they kind of ask, like, hey, are you can are you good enough to do this fight, dude? Like, you just got these powers. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. And they test him. And Peter kind of vouches for him. He's like, dude, he can turn invisible. Can you guys turn it over? Like, no. He's like, show us. And he's kind of grunting, standing there, and he can't do it. And he's like, well, he can shock. He did this, like, shock punch. He, like, knocked me out. And then he can't do it. And so the rest of the crew, they're like, no, you should probably sit out, Chief. We don't want you dying. Like, you're not ready for this fight. And Miles leaves. Really sad. So he heads to his uncle's house, and he finds out that his uncle is the prowler. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. So he actually goes back to Aunt May's house, and all the spider people are there. And Penny, she actually makes a new thumb drive. And then the door opens, and then we get the Prowler, Dr. Octopus, the Scorpion, and the Scorpion is like a Latino, just straight speaking Spanish to him, and Tombstone. So Tombstone is just a big pale guy with like fucking shark teeth. The end. 
he just he works for Kingpin and he's just a big ass dude. And Kingpin rolls in in a limo just waiting outside. So because he I mean he really could have came in there and finished the job, but dude, they didn't want to. So Miles in the fight, Miles reveals his identity to his uncle just as his uncle's about to fucking kill him. And his uncle puts his mask back on and he, he tells him to go. And Kingpin shoots his ass and he's like, hey man, kill that little kid. Oh, you acting like a bitch up there. <laughs> so I get picture Kingpin in his limo aiming a pistola at him. He's like, uh, looks like he's trying to turn face on me. Yeah, turn face up there. <laughs> and Miles runs off with his like dying uncle and goes into an alleyway. And oh no, his dad, so the police officer, sees Spider-Man with a dead body. And he tells him to stop. Hold on, you murderer. And Miles gets away. And so now there's an APV for Spider-Man. So it, you know, that's how, how it works. So they meet up with Miles. He's back at his dorm room, just distraught about everything. And Peter tells him that they're going to do the mission. They're going to do this, and he's going to turn off the collider, destroy it. So he'll be in this world for a while, and he'll die. And he said he'll be back, and he's going to help him train when he gets back, and he'll take care of everything for him. And Miles says, you can't do that, man. Just let me do this. And Peter says, nah, I can't do that, man. You're not ready for this. So Peter webs him up and webs his mouth, and they all leave. And so they all say their goodbyes to him, and they scoot off. So at this point, Miles' dad is on the other side of the door and he tells him like, hey, Miles, I know you don't want to talk to me right now and you're upset, but something happened to your uncle. So whenever you, you know, want to talk, let's talk about this. And, you know, he, t- you know, he gives him that speech that he needs and pumps up Miles and Miles relaxes and he learns to control his powers. So he uses the... This- the electricity punch to get out of the webs and he gets ready. So what he does, he heads back to Aunt May's house and Aunt May was waiting on him. And so she's like, oh, wait, where's the other spider guy? Okay. And she has a suit ready for him, but he wants to do a couple of changes to it. So he gets some spray paint, which is terrible. He should just go back and make one with the colors, but. Or use fabric paint. So it's movable. Yeah. So he sprayed paint. It turned out fine. I know, but there's some fringy parts. It just wasn't perfect, but it's fine because he's out there in fucking Nike. So, which I thought was really cool. So he gets a new suit and it's a black suit, which is really fucking cool. And so he heads there and he joins the guys fighting. And so, you know, Penny's uh, spider Gundam goes down in a fight with the scorpion but wins but the 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 robot is dead but the spider gets out and is sad but they get the collider working and so they send penny back first and they send back spider noir and he says you know he's like this is really cool i'm keeping this rubik's cube he well he says i don't know what this thing is but i like it and he goes back with a rubik's cube and spider ham gives miles his mallet and he's like this is for you. And then he cries and leaves. And It'll then, fit in your pocket. Right. <laughs> and then Spider-Gwen, she, she leaves and they're all happy and stuff. But then at that point, oh, sweet Jesus, 
Kingpin's here. And boy, is he mad because they are stupid close to getting the collider to actually work the right way. He's actually starting to see images of his family. And he's like, nah, I got to kill those spider people and fix this. So they fight Kingpin for a little bit and they get away. And then Peter tells Miles, I got this. I'm going to turn off the collider. And he does this super like sweep and grabs his like the front of his shirt, his spider suit. And Miles tells him, I got this, bud. Go home. And he's like, am I ready to go home? He's like, yeah, man, you got a wife that you need to talk to. And he says, and it's another meme picture, but he's like, not bad, kid. And he's like leaning back. And Miles lets him go. And he heads home. So it's Miles versus Kingpin, which I, I don't understand why, but this is like a... I don't know, a fucking graduation moment for anybody in the Marvel Universe. Uh, you want to be considered an actual hero? You got to fight Kingpin and kind of survive. So we saw in Hawkeye, we saw the new Hawkeye fucking have to fight the scary, gigantic man. And she did a pretty damn good job against him, but she had explosives. So uh, she put his ass down for a little bit. He did get back up really fast. But... Um, kingpin's whipping his ass because his body's straight muscle so and i was explaining to katie he's almost as strong as peter uh, peter's honestly going to be stronger because he's a grown-ass man punching but miles probably doesn't know how much he can punch and not instantly kill a person because he they ha- haven't figured out the upper ceiling of spider-man's powers because he's constantly holding back because when dr octopus was in charge of peter's body for a while he punched somebody and dislocated their jaw, almost ripped it off. And he's like, oh, my God, this is what he's got. He's like, he could have beat me so many times in one punch. He's like, oh, my God. So he has a, a way more profound respect for Peter after this. So after getting gorilla smashed like the old Peter did, but Miles didn't die, Miles gets up and he tells Kingpin, hey, do you know about the shoulder touch? So his uncle before told him when he wants to talk to a girl and really you know wow her you know hit her with a razzle dazzle put a hand on the shoulder and go hey so he puts his hand on kingpin's shoulder and shoots off the venom surge and kingpin it it paralyzes you and then miles starts whipping the shit out of him and swings kingpin into the button so you know when you put in a, a usb and you have a code you have to press a button to make everything stop kingpin hits the button hooray everything's fixed so he talks to his dad well in spider-man form he talks to his dad and he tells him that he's he's excited to work with him and hopefully he can think of spider-man in a better light now (laughs) and he gives him a big old hug and i'd be confused if spider-man hugged me like that like you fucking kid are you my kid you know but like i said no one's smart enough to think that (laughs) and miles he takes the responsibilities of being spider-man uh at the end we get one more intro and miles says okay last time let's do this right he's like i am miles morales i'm spider-man i've been spider-man for like three days now and i'm learning how to be a hero and we see him swinging around and that's the end of the movie well hold up we get a couple of scenes after we see that gwen she finds a way to talk to Miles from her dimension and she tells him that she needs help. And he sits up and I'm like, hell yeah. So they're going into the multiverse. 
And then we get another scene after credit scene. We meet up with someone named Miguel. I started freaking out in the theater when I saw this. It's Miguel O'Hara. So he's a Spider-Man from 2099. So he's the future one that our Peter meets a couple of times. That Peter, he's not funny. He's the serious one. The future is really shitty. So he doesn't have time to joke around. (laughs) But he learns from his AI that everything's not good. The multiverse has been kind of screwed with. And then Miguel says that he has to go back to the beginning one more time to fix everything. So we're going to get Spider-Man 2099 in it. And then before he makes it to Miles' universe, he ends up in the universe of the animated 1967 Spider-Man series. And then he does the meme where they point at each other. And Spider-Man's like, why is this imposter pointing at me? He's like, you pointed at me first. He's like, well, I'm pointing again. He's like, well, I'll point back at you. And so they did it a couple of times. So, uh, but yeah, no, we, um, I'm excited. So the sequel, I will say, um, they've had a couple of the voices already clocked out. So we're going to get Spider-Woman again. And then Spider-Woman, the, there's like three Spider-Women in it. We're going to get, get Spider-Gwen Spider- and Spider-Woman. And Spider-Woman. And we're getting the Japanese Spider-Man. So if you remember my story, uh, I did a a little bit of history about that version when we did the Power Ranger movie, because it was this like weird exchange that Marvel did with Japanese companies. And one of the characters they sent over was Spider-Man because they wanted Spider-Man to get big in Japan and toy licenses. So they had a version. He didn't have powers. He had technology. And he shot webs that came out like ropes. And he had a giant fucking robot, Leopardon. And he used to whip the shit out of people. And he had a car. It was like a fucking like Corvette. Isn't Leopardon in Ready Player One? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Ernest Klein was like, that is the coolest goddamn robot. I don't know if he was in the movie. I don't think, I don't know if they made it into the movie because of the licensing and stuff. They but, switched it. It was. But he's in the book. Yeah, yeah. I think they made like Voltron, or uh, it was either the Voltron it thing, or it was Optimus, or yeah. something like that. Well, because yeah. in the book, Leopardon is used by the good guys against the Green Rangers Dragon Zord. Yeah. So that's what One Hundred and One had. Oh, IOI. Yeah. That's what they had. Uh, it, like I said, I am super duper pumped for the next one. It comes out June second, twenty twenty three. So we're like less than a year away. But I'm super duper pumped. Um, it's gonna be tons more nods to people. I need an older Miles, and I need Childish Gambino to voice older Miles. That I think that would be really fucking cool. I like the kid who did it. Yeah, I what? W- I would like another Miles, or not maybe like a second Miles from another universe. They've had future Mileses, and they- have that be um, Childish Gambino. Yeah, they- that would be cool. Yeah, they popped to the future and shown Miles. It just like every comic book character, the future him is all jaded and sad and mad about things. So make him a make him a sad future version. Like something bad happens and they gotta fix it. F- fuck it. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in Spider Man into the Spider Verse? That would be Peter B. Parker. Oh, um, I love the idea of an old, just like done with New York City's shit Spider Man. Um, I love his 
his story arc through the film of going from just like i am so fucking over this and i don't even want to deal with new york's problems anymore to you know miles really pumps him up and makes him believe like oh yeah i could i could keep doing this i could fix this i could go back and like repair my relationship with mary jane and do all these different things um and just the way that he mentors miles throughout the movie is fucking fantastic and i love jake johnson from new girl like he was the perfect voice choice for this like super jaded peter parker um greg who is your favorite i'm still thinking on it right now as we speak um man this is one of the more difficult ones to pick (laughs) i think i try to break it down as to i'm trying to pick a non-miles spider-man and I'm trying to pick the one that I'd be most interested in following their own series. Ooh. And I think, oh boy, I'll go with Spider Noir. Yeah. I'd watch a whole show of that for sure. Exactly. That's that's what it is, is I'd I'd want to watch an entire show of that. Um the time period, the black and white, his brooding demeanor, yet with an element of comedy to him at the same time yeah i think that'd make for a very good television show very good spider-man series with a close second of being spider-ham because i would want that levity and that silliness and i still watch cartoons like that to this day every now and again so (laughs) I'd, i'd very much enjoy that as well so that's definitely my honorable mention yeah it's no real contest for me peter b I love a good character that has just been through so much that they're just mentally done. They're still doing the job. Like, he's never going to stop being Spider-Man, but he's just physically busted up, mentally busted up. And he's just just going through the motions. And it takes an annoying kid and the destruction of the multiverse. Because it's funny, at the end, when Miles finally, like, can handle himself in a fight and swinging around, He's like, I'm so proud of him. He's like, ooh, do I want children now? He like says it real quick. And I'm like, look at him. (laughs) He he like kind of raised a kid for a couple of days. Like, oh, fuck, I want kids. (laughs) Which was the reason him and Mary Jane didn't work out. Yes. So he was really cool to see. And I love the moment where he saw other multiverse Mary Jane. And he just like stopped. And everybody was like, we got got to go, Spider-Man. He's like, hold on, give me a second. They're like, no, 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 we gotta go. That's not your Mary Jane. Don't, like, don't, don't talk to her. He's like, I won't talk to her. Actually, I'm gonna talk to her. <laughs> he turns instantly and goes over to her. Uh, yeah, no, he, it, like I said, he's just hurting. So it was really cool to see him get better. And then at the that end, particular, he, the particular <laughs> plot line of him trying to get back with her would be interesting to follow for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I would love to see more of that animated Peter B and just his world. Because, you know, he's done. Because I assume in his world, he's the only hero. He didn't say anything about Thor popping up. And usually in, like, the Tobey Maguire universe, there's only him. He's the only hero. So I'm curious if there's anybody else around. But no, Peter B. Park, is he's the fucking best. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Uh, That would be Uncle Aaron, the Prowler. Um, I liked their his relationship with Miles when he was just his uncle, but the second that he 
that we find out that he's working for Kingpin and all of that. I was just like, oh, dude, no, you're so, that's so fucking gross. And, you know, I guess good for him for not killing his nephew, but also like you're a shitty person. So (laughs) bye, Greg. So in the same vein, I went with how how I chose my favorites. I chose my because I didn't. I, I liked all the villains actually in this. I liked the spin. I liked the the versions of the villains in this, and I liked the twist that the uncle was the villain, and that's how his uncle dies, as opposed to like an uncle Ben. So I liked those characters. So what I did was is I decided which spider. I like all the characters. So which spider person would I be least interested in following a show for? It would be. That would be Penny Parker. Yeah. I just don't think that's an anime that I'd be following. <laughs> Probably be kind of hokey. <laughs> oh, there'd be nods to other anime in it. I feel like it'd be kind of Digimon-esque. Probably. Actually, probably more Gundam-y because she's probably going to build him bigger and stronger every time. Yeah, you're right. I think, I don't, closer I think, to Gundam. I don't think it'd be as intense as Gundam. Oh, no. I think it'd just be too, yeah, I'll stick with the word hokey. Yeah. I don't have a least favorite. I enjoyed everybody in this movie. Even you the have villains. a least favorite. You don't have to dislike anyone. You have a least favorite. I did it. You got to do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the ongoing fucking problem in Spider-Man stories is the fact that he is probably the nicest vigilante hero ever. But there, oh, there's always somebody with some type of power that says that dude's a murderer. He's a menace. You know, we didn't get that much Jonah Jameson in this. There, is, there wasn't even a single one. Yeah, I think. Uh, fucking his dad. His dad sees him. And his dad given, was the anti. Yeah. Given he was sitting over a dying person, his own brother. Given. Yeah. But we don't know he did it. But he instantly he was like, "Yeah, Spider Man killed killed that dude. Get him." Like instantly, sure he did change afterward, but it it had every comic book's got somebody that's like that dude swinging around saving people twenty four seven. That's a bad bad person. I hope J.K. Simmons joins the cast of the second one. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I really want uh, J.J. in the next one. A uh, fun fact: when we you do hear Jonah Jameson in this, I think it was in back in the sixty seven version when they would point at each other. They actually got Stan Lee to voice Jonah Jameson. So this is the last voiceover that Stan Lee did. And so he pops up in the movie multiple times in just different spots. So it's not just one Stan Lee. There were like at least 10 in this movie. And when they had the chance, they were like, hey, read this line real quick. So uh, I think towards the end of his life, they like sat him down and were like, okay, we got like 10 movies and we got different lines. So we're just going to record this real quick for everything. So Yeah, well, they had him do all of his, like, um, spare things all the way through, I think, Miss Marvel or um, Captain Marvel, I think was the official last one that he did. Oh, live action, yeah. Live action. Well, no, the, the official last thing to come out, because this came out before that. Well, this isn't live action. Yeah, cartoon and otherwise. This was the last cartoon he did. I'm saying that you're saying his last credit period. Yeah, I think his last credit period was Captain Marvel. Um, but they but he 
the MCU filmed a whole bunch of them way in advance. Um, and same like the whatever the Sony version was and the Fox version, like X-Men and all that. They had like filmed a bunch of extra scenes before they had even started filming a bunch of the movies because they knew he wasn't going to be around for too much longer. So, yeah, the the, the ongoing threat of cops involved with Spider-Man, that's always a shitty part of it. But, I mean, I get it. You, everybody can't love Spider-Man because then that'd be real easy for him to do stuff. So, so let's do seven word synopsis. So I got two of them. People love movies with multiple spiders? Shocking. So like I said, we get, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's like, oh my God, multiple spider people. Ah." Yeah, bitch, they did it two years before. Well, people freaked out too, so I guess. (laughs) And then my last one, Peter B. is a whole damn mood. I, I, I love that, man. If I could be a hero in fucking sweatpants and do my job, God willing, I'd be out there swinging, saving the day. Mm-hmm. Katie. Uh, okay, so mine were a bunch of quotes. Um, my first one is step three, I re examine my personal biases. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter B is talking about uh, taking on the head scientist, and then Miles has to point out that. Uh, Live Octavia or Octavius is the head scientist, and he's like, "Oh, my bad. <laughs> Oops, it's a woman. I shouldn't have assumed it was a guy." That was fantastic. Um, and then the next one is a fourteen-word synopsis or a fourteen-word quote. How will I know I'm ready? You won't know, Miles. It's a leap of faith, and this like leap of faith idea comes back several times in the movie and it's just fucking fantastic. (laughs) And then Otis kind of touched on my last one earlier. It's um, you came, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Do I want kids? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just Peter B. Parker, like throwing it at miles really quick. As soon as miles comes to help the rest of the spider gang. And it is just fucking great. (laughs) Uh, Greg. Just one. Who needs the meme? We got Spider Verse. <laughs> oh man, I I love. Now I'm starting to see when we review movies, and then I see like a like a an actual scene, a cell from the movie pop up. I'm like, wait, that's a fucking meme. I've made memes with that picture, just like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he's like sits up and points at the screen, like, oh, here it comes. I've used that meme. Mm-hmm. And just like in this one with the not bad kid, I'm like, I've used that. <laughs> and the pointing one, I love the pointing one. It's like, yeah. Hey, I failed the test. Hey, me too. <laughs> just pointed at each other. Like, yeah, we the same, baby. Uh, but no, I, I love I love a movie that's got enough staying power that people just like, man, that picture was good. I'll make a meme out of that. I think that would be cool if I could make a face and somebody make a meme out of it. That'd be really fun cool. So so this film came out December 14th, 2018. Another, another Christmassy almost film. Yeah, it was. Just like No Way Home came out around Christmas. Man, I guess December is a good time for Spider movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think the budget for this movie was, Katie? $25 million. 
Greggy. Can I be $30 million? That's cute for both of y'all. The budget was $90 million. Holy shit. I assume the fucking animation just took forever. Well, and the cast. So it took months for them to do like a five second scene. Yeah, and it was, but it was just two animators, so they they knew they needed hundreds of people to do this movie. I didn't realize. I mean, I got it back in the day, but animated movies is so much fucking work. Because mm-hmm. like, I can have Katie walk down the hallway and record it, and be like, Shit, "Let's move on to the next scene." Animating someone walking down a hallway and making it look smooth and nice and great—that's months of time to do oh jesus man it's it's so mind-blowing so when we see these movies i'm like wow that this anime movie is fucking amazing or it's like yeah it looks all right it still took days of time years for, of time yeah, yeah to be able to do it so i that's why i love at the end of a season arc of animes where the last two episodes it's like damn y'all gave them overtime for these episodes like demon slayer watch the last four episodes of any demon slayer season and you're like, fuck, man. Did y'all get bonuses? Like, because people are like, hell yeah, we're going to... The screen is just madness and colors on the screen, but you can see everything. Everything looks so crisp. I'm like, yeah. this is beautiful. So what do you guys think the box office was? Katie? $350 million. Greggy. God dang. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> am I going to go one over or one under her? <laughs> And I bet three hundred and forty-nine million dollars. <laughs> I love the, the mulling it over and yeah. the numbers coming out. Uh, Greg, I'm surprised you should have went one up. So ah! <laughs> the box office was three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Oh my gosh, man! Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Everybody loved this movie yep um even it was the first like animated cartoon movie in theaters for or in cartoon wow the first cartoon superhero movie to be in theaters in a really long time because we've just been doing live action so everyone with kids is like oh yeah i can take my kids to that like and it's christmas time everyone's on christmas break so yeah let's go and i learned that this film won best animated feature at the 91st academy awards yep and it wasn't a disney or pixar film because they just <laughs> kept winning them so it was just it's like oh disney made like three of them they're gonna win <laughs> but i'm i'm very like i said this movie's fucking wild man like i'm surprised it didn't hit like a billion or anything but i think it's the fact that it was animated which kept some people away from watching it, but the, uh, probably DVD sales and stuff. It's this movie; it, it made its money easy. It's just a lot of work. So I'm excited. We got two more in the pipeline, and hopefully, it's a shame that Marvel and Sony they don't they're not really good at animated comic book movies. They're actually terrible at it. But this film. In Lego Batman, it's not animated technically, it's stop motion, but it's it's, know, it's animated in a sense. But those two movies, it's kind of it when it comes to animated stuff that Marvel's really done or Sony. Actually, no, it's DC, my bad. 
but no i guess it's just the spider-man movie there's been some animated things but nothing as awesome as the spider-man movie but like you look at dc dc is fucking glowing when they make animated movies some of our, our favorite fucking stories from dc they animated so hopefully sony and marvel kind of respect and give more effort to animated stuff because this was fucking amazing so but i know we're doing a lot of tv shows that seems to be the next avenue for marvel right now but we are getting x-men uh 94 or the 99 97 97 so we're getting the not a reboot but continuation of the old x-men series with that badass theme song so hopefully that's successful hopefully it's good um they got all the voices i just need the animation to be just right so hopefully it's good so i don't know fingers crossed man we can get some more animated stuff because this this is a gem it's one of those types of films that you should just watch just to watch. Not even if you're a Spider-Man fan. You should give it a shot because it's just really good. So does anybody have anything else to say about Into the Spider-Verse? This movie is great. Okay. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool, fun facts about Spider-Man, like, um, let me see. I, I, I said the one about the semen. Uh, so everybody around spider-man at some point has been given to fucking radiation poisoning because he got bit by a radioactive spider mary jane dies from radiation poisoning because his semen is radioactive and probably just being around him so that was actually a plot point in a story arc of spider-man it was future one he was all sad and old by himself uh that's weird quite so uh could you is that still a like nah that was like a. I was gonna say, is that a current issue for like the Tom Holland Spider-Man? No. Nah. Do they even know that he is radioactive? Is he radioactive? He, sh- he probably should be a little radioactive. Hmm. Yeah, that was a story arc. A couple of times they brought it up. He's like, "Yeah, your body's giving off radioactive activity." Yeah, I feel like this is something the Hulk definitely would have like tested for or something. He actually can feel Spider-Man around because he's got radioactiveness to him. Nice. Hey, that's a fun fact. Hulk sense. <laughs> uh, but you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. Uh, we have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. I got another fun fact because I don't know when we're going to get back to a Spider Man movie. So, one story arc Spider Man and Doctor Strange are working together, and Spider Man finally looks at Doctor Strange's hands when he's doing magic. And he's like, Why do you do the Spider Man web shooter hands? And he's like, What are you talking about? He's like, you do, you do the web shooter when you do magic. He's like, No, this is. The hand signals to do magic and he's like oh am i magic <laughs> and the rest of the story arc spider-man thinks he's like magic because he's like and he asks him he's like peter why do you do that hand sign he's like i don't know that's what makes the webs come out well he said when he made the web shooters he's like it just felt right and he's like what the fuck does that mean and he's like <laughs> i don't know and so you find out later because he it was destiny and it's kind of a magic-y thing but he's a spider guardian he's a totem for spider spirits and the spider chose him and bit him it wasn't a freak accident it gets weird a little bit so <laughs> but yeah there's a reason he does that it's magic y'all <laughs> so when the spider gave gave him the idea of making web shooters spider's like oh do this thing yeah 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 
it got weird for a little bit in the comics but yeah so there's I a mean, that's comics yeah so there's a reason they do the same hand signal and i'm mad that tom holland didn't fucking see it and say something but hey i'd been like why do you why do you do web shooting like that have been that's perfect for tom holland to say but anyway i'm i'm excited that we got to do this so we have two more animated movies they're gonna be d- different the next one that we're gonna do is very very different and very new and I don't know what the last shot's going to be, but it'll be something amazing. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another, I don't know, special animated film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Sunflower is a good ass song. (laughs) Full stop. That's a good ass song. Okay, bye guys.